G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Feel the heat at South Australia's fastest supercars race, OTR The Ben Super Sprint. July 29 to 31, three massive days of non-stop motorsport action, including five support categories, demos and displays. Feel the heat at OTR The Ben Super Sprint. Tickets on sale now at Ticket Tech. Yeah, it is the Monday edition of Vossie and Brandy Brecky Show, except it's not Vossie and Brandy. It's The Missile and Jimmy. Uh, they're back next week, the boys. Matty Johns and Cameron Smith here for uh, everything across the hour and across the SEN network as well. So that's 1170 SEN in Sydney, 693 SENQ up there in Brisbane, 1620 SEN on the Goldie, and, of course, anywhere uh, across the globe via the SEN app. Matty Johns is here thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Right now it's Chemist Warehouse. Get half price off the nature's own vitamin range. How are you, Matty? Hello, Jimmy. Missile, how are you, lads? Oh, mate. Good, we're, Matty. We're, we're, I'm, we're I'm well. actually relieved to have two more voices on the show so I can give mine a bit of a rest. It's <laughs> oh, to hammering. Nothing, no, mate, there's nothing, nothing tougher than breakfast radio. Nothing. Hey, hang on. Matty. Yeah. You did it yes. for eight years. Missile's done it for eight days and he's struggling. <laughs> Every single day I would drive in and fantasize about being back in bed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and you know you know he's going oh yeah, but I've I've done the two weeks and it's been really tough. You know what? He was down at the Beach Road Hotel watching the UFC. That's why he's struggling a little. Well, this is the dangerous thing about radio, and I found myself slipping into this trap quite often, is that your your work day's finished at nine o'clock. So oftentimes, me and a couple of the boys would go, well, the work day's done. We might just slip over to Scruffy Murphy's now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. How are you, Cam? I'm going really well, thank you. Um, big weekend of footy. A lot oh, yeah. happening, um, as there always is in the world of rugby league. But uh, game three, boys, State of Origin oh. camp. They, they start today, oh. both sides. That preparation starts for uh, the decider up here in Brizzy. Uh, you might so have, you might have the direct answer, Cam. Um, Billy Slater's first thoughts when he heard Latrell on Saturday night rule himself out of the New South <laughs> Wales side, and and what did you make, boys, of of Latrell's comeback? Well, well, if first up, I, I thought he was fantastic. Um, yeah, he's obviously put a lot of work into his body uh, to get himself right and get himself going again. It's been a while since he played his last game. Like, geez, it's. It seems like a, a really long time. I think, what was it, round 10? Round five. R- round five. Round five since he his had last his last match. Yeah, oh. yeah. Well, there you go. That's, um, it's been a, quite some time. But, uh, look, he, he looked great. He looked great. And uh, I must, um, must say, I wasn't overly surprised with um, his decision to, not to, to make himself unavailable, just given he's played so little football. Yeah. Um, and I think he, that's, that's, that's a quite a mature decision by Latrell. I think um, there's not too many sort of guys in his position that would do that, would pass up the opportunity to play State of Origin, but um, he's seeing, you know, it's really important that he just, he, he sticks to playing with the Rabbitohs. And I must say, I think from a Queensland point of view, I think every Queenslander sort of had a sigh of relief when they heard that because of just his ability to break games wide open. Yeah. He's, he's that, that X factor ability, but, um, you know, in, in, at the same time, would you change the lineup that New South Wales took into game two, and and that that lineup played so well? Well, that's probably my next question. Now is with 
got three centres to go into two spots. Now Latrell's ruled himself out. Would you mm. find room for Jack Whiten, Matty and uh, Cam? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll cut in before Matty talks because he's a New South Welshman. I, yeah. I would. He, he was New South Wales' best player in game one. Yeah. Um, I would, um, James. I, I, I think uh, I think the guy that will miss out will be Talakai. Mm. I think that'll just that'll be one change for New South Wales. I think Jack Whiten will come into the side, whether he starts or not, like he did in Game One. I'm not too sure. Um, he may find himself on the bench to cover um, sort of any any position in the back line if if things were to happen, or yeah, he can play back row um, like Sifa Talakai did in uh, in Game Two. You gotta remember Talakai only played what was it about twelve or fifteen minutes? Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, so I think that'll be the one change. But we'll have to wait and see later in the morning to see what uh, what Freddie comes up with. And Matty, just on Latrell, like mm-hmm. I, I think it's amazing. Not that he came back after so long out and played at the level, but I'm amazed at the impact that he has on all the other players around him. Yeah. Just such a positive thing. Do you remember in in your time as as someone who had that sort of impact on the on a on an entire team? Yeah, like oftentimes when I was out, I'd sort of <laughs> see the <laughs> yeah. No, but you're right. There's certain players that come in. They've just got presence. They give other players just confidence. And you saw that with, um, yeah, you you saw that with Cody. The difference with uh, with Cody, how bored yeah. he was by having him there. He's one of those really rare players, Latrell, and we often compare him to GI when he's coming through. And and I I, t- I get, totally get that. Left holds the ball in his left hand size and speed but he's got like he reminds me when I was watching him play the other night his touch is so much like um, Mal Meninga in the fact that Mal was this huge man that we always remember about his size and power but he had beautiful soft hands yeah. and his skill and his touch and Latrell a few times the other night in, in, in one or two runs, we saw everything. Like he bumped off yes. someone, then beat someone with his footwork, then beautiful little pass on the inside. He's just, he's got everything. And I would, honestly, if he, um, I would put him, I would have put him straight back in. Of course, he ruled himself out. And, you know, I get I get why. But, you know, it's a little bit like I asked Gordy the other night on the show. I said, listen, if Gene Miles had been, you know, if, if the series was 1-1 and Gene Miles was back and in great form, would Queensland have put him in? And he said, of course. Yeah. And I said, well, I would do the same with Luttrell. But yeah, on on the Whiten situation, you know, no doubt he'll go in. And for Talakai, he didn't really get much of a chance. His time will come, but I reckon he'll drop out of the squad. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what about um, Queensland? Felice Kafusi is out. Cam, what sort of impact that going to have on the squad and who's a likely replacement? Yeah, well, the thing you lose um, with Felice not being there is experience. And, um, you know, he's he's held up his end um, in the first two matches. Um, and, you know, I, I think that's that's probably the key component that all the players need to look at with him not being here, given um, his family situation, his father being extremely ill yeah. um, over in the United States. Um, but I think, the, I think the likely one um, and, and the name that has... Um, kept coming up throughout, you know, the last few days. You know, when I've had conversations with with uh, with Bill Slater, is is Tommy Gilbert, yeah. um, and he and he had another really good game on the weekend. The Cowboys were strong; they had a really good victory against the Broncos. Um, you know, and he, and he's been sort of on the radar, I think, for the last twelve months. Anyway, Tommy Gilbert, he's a good young player. He's a great. He's got great work ethic. 
similar in some ways to um, Ruben Cotter with the way he plays. And he's coming out of a system where um, the way you know, the Cowboys are playing at the moment, it's all, it's all on effort. And we, we know in State of Origin, that's, that's the type of players you need. You, you know, you've got your X-Factor players like your Ponga and you know, your Cam Munster, but outside of those guys, you just need players in there that are going to you know, make their tackles and, and carry the football and, and get the little, the small parts of the game done really well. Yeah. Um, so I reckon he's a really big chance. Um, you know, along with you know, other guys that have been in the 22 in the first two games, someone like a Tom Flegler. Also, but I think the advantage that Tommy Gilbert has is that you know he plays back row and he can play in the ruck also, so he's got that little little bit of um, little bit of sort of advantage in front of a guy like Tommy Flegler who's just a ruck player. So um, I reckon he's a he's a real big chance to get named this morning. And for New South Wales, it looks like Payne Haas oh, yeah. isn't going to play. Mm. The talk has been, well, certainly this morning, it's been that Jordan McLean is going to replace him. I was a little surprised by that. Mm. Uh, Matty, up, up at Newcastle, what do you reckon Dave Clemmer's got to do to get his get a look back in in origin? Oh, it's one of those things, isn't it? Like uh, Missile, when your side's struggling, you sort of you get caught up in that a little bit. Um, yeah, I, 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 you, know, you know what you're going to get with Dave. You know, he sort of marches forward, takes those meters. Um, I just think at the moment other people in in just in better form. And yeah. probably, as I said, being carried along in the uh, along in the wake of their sides playing better as well. So yeah, it's unfortunate for Clem, but um yeah, the, the, I mean the Knights had a good win the other night against the Tide Titans, but apart from that we're having a bludger of a year. Yeah. Mm. Is it is a little bit strange though, Regan Campbell Gillard starts for New South Wales game one, but the talk is that he's gonna miss out game three. Like how does that happen? Yeah. Mate, we're very New South Wales. That's, that's, mate, so I know we're going SENQ the first time. I just want to let people know, right? Be extremely concerned. Don't marry anyone from New South Wales because we fall in love with new acquaintances very easily. <laughs> Oh, mate. No, no, no. What you do is you just get rid of them. It doesn't matter. Just get rid of someone. Just bring someone else in. I mean, I've had, I've had, I mean, look, you know, I mean, the best example, our greatest ever player, Andrew Johns, is, I think he's on to his third wife now. So, you know. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say they picked him on the bench yeah, and then they picked him at hooker, well. but no, straight there. Nah. I wonder if the stats are there that Queenslanders stayed married oh. longer. Than people from New South Wales uh, wouldn't wouldn't surprise me about that. Well, you just get. I mean, really, Jimmy. I mean, you, you know. I mean, I've been married now. How long, Trish? Twenty five. <laughs> just get bored with the plant person. <laughs> oh, Any man. response from Trish on that or that or? Nah, fine? she's busy putting the bins out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> Oh, that is very good. Very good. Oh. Hey, uh, Cam, the refereeing over the oh. weekend, we, we, we sort of gave it a um, must improve. Um, there was a few incidents in particular, most notably mm. Friday night in that Roosters-Panthers game. And then we oh. had the situation yesterday with the, with the Dragons and the Raiders. What's your take on it, mate? Um, yeah, well, I was there on Friday night, and yep. that, I, I spoke post game after this one, um, and and I think you're referring to the Verrill's tackle. Yes, yeah. Like that, that, yeah, that's a. It, I'll start off by saying, 
like Jared Sutton, he's a good referee, and and I said this Friday night as well. I, I've been refereed by him many, many times I throughout sense my a, career. I sense a butt coming. <laughs> 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 However, <laughs> and, he, and he's refereed something like three hundred and eighty matches, fellas. So he, he's an experienced referee, but that. That was an absolute shocker. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what your thoughts are, Matty. I don't know what yours oh, is. Yeah. But that was an absolute shocker. Like, where are we going with our game if a player makes a legal, a legal tackle, fellas? Yeah. But then, but then, like, the, the ball carrier fo- goes over the top of him and then falls in a position that Sam Verrills has no control over, yet he's penalised. Yeah. Like, where is our game? Oh, it, it frightens me a little bit. It really does. Yeah. Like I walked away from that game thinking about that penalty, a little bit concerned about our game. Mm. Like where are we heading if defenders are penalised for a tackle like that? Like that, that's a tackle that you're taught when you're six and seven years of age. Yes, that's a yeah. that's a safe tackle. That's a safe tackle yeah. for it, it, you yeah. as a defender, and it's a safe tackle for a ball carrier. So at the moment, it, mm. there's 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 absolute like we're finding ways to penalise tacklers now. When we went down the line of protecting ball carriers and particularly their head and neck area, that's fine. I think everyone's all on board with that. We want to, we, the safety first for our players. But now we're starting to penalise players for tackling around the legs. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, at the moment, the way we, if we keep going down this line, we we won't be tackling soon. We'll be, we'll be everyone will be playing Oztag. Yeah. And then, and then we just, we lose our sport. Our sport is, it, it's, it's a brutal sport. There's there's high contact, it's a it's a physical match. It's what separates us from most sports globally, mm. and unfortunately, unfortunately, at times players are going to get in in positions that are a little bit unsafe. But it's just it's just part of our game. It's part of our game, and and I'll stand by it. That like that was that was a that was a shocking shocking decision. Which, in the end, like. Penrith may have gone on to win that game if that wasn't a penalty, but that try right on half time yeah. was a direct result of that penalty. Yeah, yeah, certainly it was. I, I thought of uh, oftentimes when coaches you know whinge after they get beat and complain about the referee, you go, it's to sour grapes. But mm. Trent Robinson was absolutely spot on. There were some mm. decisions during that game. That, I mean that 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 tip that that was the one that was emblematic of of how bad. Um, you know, the, some of the decisions were on the night, the, the Verrills tackle, but mate, some of the, some of the petty six to, six to goes and the mm. sinbins, oh. my God, the roosters, like, honestly, no wonder they'll scream blue murder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what about the one yesterday, guys? To the letter of the law, Peter Goff did the right thing. Ben Hunt fell on the tackled player, which could have been a penalty, but should have been a penalty, would have been a penalty if it was in the 40 metre zone, but because mm. it's where it is, it's not. And then he's not square at marker and then the Raiders don't get a penalty. Um, to the letter of the law, he did the right thing. How do we change that situation? Because it wasn't right. Oh, God. I, isn't it funny? <laughs> isn't it funny? <laughs> where sometimes you, you don't think so much about scenarios. Scenarios suddenly appear. Like uh, that rule change, I love the six again rule change. It's made such a difference to the game. Then suddenly this happens. Yes, and you go, oh God! There's all whenever you, whenever you make a rule change or an, an adjustment, there is always a consequence. And sometimes yep. you just you do not see it. I look, Jimmy. Oh man, I, I don't know. I'll put it this way: I don't want the six again thrown out just because of that. Right. Yesterday. Yep. Yep. Cam. 
Um, oh, a quick answer. I'm a, I'm a little bit different to Matty. I'd be, I'd be happy for the set restart rule to, to be scrapped. Wow. I'd be mm. happy. I, I just think if there's, a, if there's an infringement in the ruck, just blow a penalty. It doesn't matter what part of the field it is. And when we're starting to see referees too, like in and around that 40 meter zone, they're starting to get a little bit confused. Like they, they blow a penalty and then they go, oh, hang on. No, sorry. The bunker goes in there. And that, mate, that should have been a six to go. So the game stops. They go back to play the ball. And vice versa, they go six to go. Oh no, hang on! A couple of seconds later, that was meant to be a penalty. It's a little bit confusing. I'd be happy. I'd be happy to see it go because I think also on top of that situation there, where Canberra could have opted to take the two points, which I'm sure they would have preferred a penalty than a six to go. I think, which is what you're referring to, Jimmy. Yeah. Um, I, I actually I feel as though that it's very it's it's very subjective. Yeah. This, this, yes. this um, set restart rule, whereas you, you can give you can give multiple set restarts for say slow play the balls, but then if if you actually broke if if someone then went and reviewed that match and broke down every play the ball, there'd be there'd be at least a dozen if not more similar play the ball speeds to to the ones that were pulled up by the referee that would just let go. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just it's just it's just when they find an opportunity to give one, they give one. Yeah. So it's just I, I just think. For, for clear indiscretions in the ruck, blow penalties. Okay, interesting. People mm. want to have their say on that. McDonald Jones open line, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 The text line, 0457 736 736. Text coming in here is Trish putting the bins out. Code for something. A lot of heavy breathing coming down the line. <laughs> coming down the line from Matty. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I've got a little bit of... Yeah, I've, I've just got a little bit of flu. I've woken up this morning. Trish is actually... You, she's moved on from the bins. You're doing a bit of ironing now, Trish, aren't you? Yeah, she's yeah, nodding away. So, yeah, she's... <laughs> just, Trish, if we can just... Uh, there's some dishes and... Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, happy, ha- happy household here, isn't it, Trish? Yeah. She's nodding, yeah. Clearly, Trish, nowhere in the building. <laughs> anyway, no, all right. No, no, she's here, Jimmy. Oh, she's here. Very good, yeah. very good. Yeah. All right, we better take a break. After the break, we're back with more. Stick around. Missile and Jimmy, Maddie and Cam on this hour for SEN. Maddie John's here thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Boys, we've got to go to the Titans on Friday night. Newcastle, well, they pretty much flogged them, in fact. And and we were talking earlier, Cam, how much press mm. is that getting up on the Gold Coast, the, the, the poor season that the Titans are putting together? Yeah, well, locally, um, they're under a little bit of pressure, uh, you know, given the... the the season that they're having at the moment, they're currently sitting <laughs> sitting last. Yeah. Um, but I guess they're they're fortunate in a way because, yeah, in Queensland in general, um, given the success that the Cowboys are having and also the Broncos being in the top eight, um, so they're probably flying a little bit under the radar on a hole in Queensland. But certainly on the Gold Coast, um, yeah, there's a little bit of noise about the season that they're having and um, the performances and the results, I guess, in particular. But um, yeah, a little bit of little bit of talk now about Justin Holbrook and his position, um, staying on as head coach. Which again, I always talk about this. I think it's a little bit unfair. It's a little bit. It's it's quite unfair actually to just to point the finger straight at the coach, because and I'll tell you the main reason. You know, I see I see the the Titans players around from time to time. I've covered a few of their matches. Um, I speak with Tino. Uh, I saw Malaoi a fair bit, the captain, and. They only have positive things to say about the coach, um, you know, and they all they all 
like the way he coaches. They like his style. They think he um, is is a coach that's that's on the up in the competition. So um, I don't think it's the smartest thing to point the finger at a guy that's that's heading up, you know, the system at the Titans, and then just to flick him because of the results. You got to remember last last year these guys played finals. Yeah. So it's not like you know things have changed dramatically at their club or the players have lost their skill. You just got to watch the Titans games and you can understand why they're not performing well is because of the actions on the field. And at times they look, they look fantastic. Like it's, I've, I've seen games where they've played against the top sides like Melbourne and Penrith, um, Cronulla, where they've been, they've been right in the match, yeah. right in the match. And at times, yeah, they start well and they're ahead, but they just, they drop their bundle when it get when things get hard, they just, they just, it's almost like they give up. That's been the most disappointing thing, I think. Yeah, and that was a, a Newcastle Knights side without Caelan Ponga, and they did yeah. that to them as the, well. Yeah, when the Knights beat you by 30, that's rock bottom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we might discuss that a little bit more because I know you bumped into the, your old teammate Justin Holbrook uh, last week, Matty, so uh, we might uh, dive into that a little bit more yeah, after the Don't new... associate me with that. all right we right we'll we won't mention that anymore but i'll tell you what we will do we'll go to the news and then we're back with more good on you vanessa thank you maddie johnson cam smith our on sen maddie here thanks to chemist warehouse great savings every day good morning again to those listeners across the sen network 1170 in sydney 693 up there senq in brisbane haven't they started with a bang first wayne bennett we'll get to that very surely. Then Pat Rafter this morning, 16.20 SEN on the Gold Coast, anywhere on the SEN app. Uh, we're doing it thanks to Brighton's Lawyers, the lawyers helping you in your time of need. Remember, call Brighton's Lawyers today on 1800 848 848. Uh, visit brightons.com.au. We're doing it for 4D doors, garage doors redefined. Visit 4ddoors.com. .au. So you bumped into Justin Holbrook. Um, yeah. So And if, if that's not the case and, and you the solution is not get getting rid of the coach, Matty, how do you fix the problem that is the 16th placed Titans? Well, I don't get paid enough for that, Jimmy. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. That's, a, that's a Thursday no, no, night no, question, I mean, is look, it? Look, 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 sorry, let me just change that. I get paid enough. It's just not enough to uh, you know, do the Titans. It, uh, no, look, it, I, just, I caught up with Justin. was sitting having a beer, and um, he's such a good mate, champion bloke. He's such a good bloke. But even how much I love him, you know, talking about the Titans for 20 minutes, I had to pack up and go. It's just not right. depressing. But, uh, no, but, he, you know, I, you've just got to, I reckon you've just got to have a, have a harder edge. You know, that's – and that's easy to say, you know, but, like – Okay, this is there is a theory, and and which I actually buy into a little bit, mate. The Gold Coast is such a wonderful place; it's it's idyllic, it really is. And sometimes, you know, I think that can creep into your mindset. If I was coaching the Gold Coast, I'd just train them twenty percent harder than everyone else, you know, and you know, every day have the discipline to turn up every single day and know that you're going to work hard, and when you train, there's going to be contact. You're going to get bumped and you're going to get bruised. I'll give you an example of this, right? This, I was coached by Chris Anderson, right, and at the Sharks. And 
I've never trained so hard in my life. Right. And players were whinging and screaming, and, mate, we're training too hard. All that. And, mate, I'm talking, Jimmy, two fitness sessions a week, really hard ones during the season. Right. And I said to, I said to Chris once, we're having a chat about something, and I said, you know, training so hard through the season. He said, Matty, the reason we're doing that, he said, I've got a number of blokes here who are soft mentally. And, I let, and he said, if I don't train them hard, he said, they just slip back into their own, own ways. Anyway, we had, a, we had a, a, a split round and we had four days off. And in those four days, some of those blokes come back and were coming last in fitness. Yeah. And he said, see, I told you. He said, I took my thumb off them for four days and look what happens. Yeah. And that's what it is sometimes. It is, you know, that, that tough edge, you know, and that, that willingness to stay in a fight and stay in what we call an arm wrestle end in football. Um, it's a mindset and it's like a muscle that needs to be exercised. So that's, that's the first thing I do with that side. Yeah. Question for you, Cam. I see one of their biggest problems as dummy half. They bought Tyson Smoothie from the Melbourne Storm system, but he hasn't been cited all year. And I thought they looked their best on the weekend when Tanner Boyd went into the, the hooking role. Yeah. What do you th- what's Tyson Smoothie like as a player? Would he be ready to, to make that step up into first grade, do you reckon? Oh, he's probably got a little bit to go um, yeah. before he goes up there. Um, they got Aaron Booth as well. So um, he, he's had a couple of injuries to start the season, and I know he's been playing in the Queensland Cup. Um, and, you know, he's a great competitor, played a few games for the Melbourne Storm. Um, but yeah, I, I actually agree with you, um, Missile. Um, where Tanner Boyd, he actually looks, he actually looks really sharp when he comes on the field um, for the Titans, and he, he's a bit of a point of difference for them out of there. Yeah, he plays. He's played most of his career in the halves, but um, he's a nuggety little fella, um, and he loves running the football. And he's 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 really dangerous when he gets in there and, and runs the ball. And a lot of positive things happen for them out of that position. So, um, you know. I, They've got they've got Kieran Foran coming to them next year, so it'll be interesting to see what changes they make there. Um, given this year they've got Toby Sexton, a really young player, still learning, yep. um, and I'm sure he's only only going to get better um, playing in in the seven jumper and AJ Brimson in the six. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do when Foz makes his way up to the Gold Coast because I, I think like watching Kieran Foran play like it's as it's some of his best football. I don't know what you think, Maddie, but yeah. some of his best footy that he's played this year for Manly. Um, you know, so I, I'm sure he'll take up one of those starting spots. Um, and whether they keep Toby there with him um, or whether they just they they might you know just have him there just to learn a bit more from him. Um, I'm not too sure, but in in a lot of ways, I think that's going to make a a huge difference, particularly to the way they attack um, next year. And I know it's <laughs> they still got to play an, almost another third of the, of this season. Um, they've got to play that out. That you know, finals are well and truly gone for them. But that's one positive for the Titans is that they're getting a quality playmaker coming to them next year. Um, and they may need to have a look at sorting out that number nine role missile. I, I agree with you. I think Tanner Boyd may be. It, they they may be the guy that they look at long term to take that number nine jersey, um, just to try and clean up their attack a little bit. Mm, interesting, interesting. I tell you, it was also interesting, boys, and it was interesting the response from the Melbourne Storm as well. Cam Munster coming out with a press conference on Saturday. It was mm. the quote from Wayne Bennett. He was guest number one on SENQ with Pat and Heels. Mm-hmm. This is what he said, boys. <laughs> it's not running as smoothly as I'd like, but 
Look, we've, I'm working with really good Peter, uh, people. Terry Reid is a tremendous CEO. I work with a lot of CEOs, and he's really, really good. Uh, I've got Peter O'Sullivan there. He's a very good talent scout. cares about the players as well. I've got Kurt Richards working with me as head of our um, performance and pathways areas. You know, so I've got the right people around around us all, and um, we've been very deliberate. We just haven't wasted our money on, on guys that we don't believe are going to be a good fit for our club. And we've been patient, and, you know, that's, um, that's where it's at and that's where it'll stay. I mean, we've still got a lot of good money left in the salary cap to buy quality players, but if we can't get that player we want, we'll wait another 12 months and we'll get that player we want. Mm. He also went on to say that, look, we're, we're confident in getting Cameron, if not for 20, talking about Munster, if not for 2023, then definitely for 2024. Now, the Storm then said, right, well, let's get Cameron out in front of this. What was your take when you heard that first up, Cam? Uh, Wayne's comments or, or Cameron yeah. Munster's? Well, both, because one, I think, was a response to the other. Okay. Yeah, well, well, I think, um, you know, Wayne's, Wayne's he's really smart with the way he positions his, his messages in the media. Um, and, you know, he's on the front foot representing the Dolphins there, um, you know, keeping some positive uh, news in, in, in the media, going out to their, their members and their fans and, and to the game in general, I guess. Um, but once, once I heard Cameron Munster come out and say... Um, look, I'm committed um, to see out my contract until the end of 2023, being the end of next season. Yep, I believe that. I believe that. I, you know, Cameron Munster's, he's a man of his word. Um, and he's got a lot of care um, for the Melbourne Storm. It's it's the club that give him his first opportunity to, to play NRL. So I'd be extremely surprised, boys, extremely surprised mm. If he was to now turn around and exit the club at the end of this year and mm. join the Dolphins for 2023, so I just think it'll play out at, at least. Yeah, he'll 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 play out his contract at Melbourne Storm, so he'll be at the Melbourne Storm in 2023. And who knows? Who knows what will happen? Um, given the reports, now I say reports of, um, you know, the the possibility of Cameron having to take a. a a significant pay cut to stay at the storm, to stay on at the storm post 2023. Yeah. Uh, compared with the reports that he could be offered upwards of 1.2 million at the dolphins. Mm. So I guess that's, that's a, we'll have to wait and see what happens um, throughout next year, uh-huh. but, but he can start, he can, he can actually start officially negotiating with the dolphins in what November one yes. of this year. Yes. So I think, um, yeah, like it, it may happen quite quickly, but uh, but I don't think we'll see Cameron Munster leave the Storm uh, until at least the end of twenty twenty three, if he leaves. Yeah, yeah. Um, Maddie, if you look at that squad now that the Dolphins have put together thus far, one, do you think it's going to be competitive? And two, obviously they're not they're not finished yet. But has Wayne got something up his sleeve? Look, at, very very smart from Wayne, because what he's doing there is that if I'm a player and I've had an offer from from the Dolphins and I'm sort of umming and ahhing and I'm constantly hearing reports that they're struggling, attractive player, to hear that suddenly that they are absolutely almost certain they're going to have Munster, that suddenly signals to me, well, yeah, I want to go there. Right. That, this is the, What they're assembling at the moment is they just they just need a knockout punch. <laughs> they've just, they've got to, they've got to get a, they, they've got to get a Munster or they had to get a, a, a Kalen Ponga to attract other players, they're still waiting. I think, I think the Dolphins, 
I reckon they thought that their marquee signing, and in a lot of ways it is, was Wayne. And when they got Wayne, the rest would look after itself. Um, but it's pro- proven a little bit uh, trickier than that. But if they were able to land a, uh, a Munster, you know, for 20, even if he's you know, signed now and said, look, I'm going there in 2024, I'm going to have my final year at the Storm and you know, walk around the ground at the end of the day with mm. tears in my eyes and waving to everyone. If they signal that, then you watch what happens, mate. Players will be falling over themselves to get to the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a very good point. Hey, Guy, I agree with the GOAT regarding Holbrook and it being too easy to blame the coach for poor on-field performance. Maybe the captains need to come under a bit of scrutiny if they can't get their team going on the field. Rally and control their heads, put on the plays. Maybe they're not captains. That's Hammer from Narraboon. <laughs> I will just make a comment on that. Thanks, thanks for that uh, backing me up there, uh, Hammer from Narrabeen. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't be questioning the Titans captain either. He's been far no. and away their best player. Best player. I'm two, I'm two, I'd, I'd I'm go... two minutes away from uh, Narrabeen. <laughs> and, mate, I, I can tell you now, mate. Collaroy and Narrabeen, it's the Moon Streets. <laughs> <laughs> right in a horseshoe formation over my navel, 2097 Collaroy. <laughs> now, you've heard of the Bra Boys. Wait wait, wait you see the Roy Boys. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You've, you've got a pretty big crew up there, Matty? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I describe them as a posse. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, on that bombshell, we better take a break. We'll be back with more. It's Missile and Jimmy. We've got Maddie and Cam as well. On Monday, we do pull up your socks. That's thanks to Underworks. All day socks by Underworks pass every comfort test. Pick up a pair and test them for yourself. Righto, boys, who needs to pull up their socks from the weekend? Start with you, Maddie. Oh, geez. Um, I didn't give a lot of thought. We're, we're, we're busy. We're busy Cam? Cam? During the break. <laughs> oh, look, I... <laughs> I'm going to go the refs. Mm. Some people, some people will say easy target, but just yeah, some of the calls on the weekend were just not not up to scratch. Yep, let's not ruin the game, fellas. Missile, let's not ruin the game. Gold Coast Titans, pull up your socks. Oh, no, yeah. missile. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Maddie, I think, mate, the 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 emotional homecoming of yesterday at the Warriors, which was fantastic, is overshadowed another Tigers performance, which was. In, what insipid? You know, people use that word. Mm, it's insipid. Like that. Oh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, What's yours, Jimmy? I'm going to go specifically Jared Sutton. Um, oh, yeah, named yeah, and no, shamed. Hey, um, news just coming through from a media release from the NRL. Rotorua is going to host the very first uh, outside of Australia All Stars game, a Harvey Norman Rugby League All Stars next year. Oh, at how good! Rotorua International yeah. Stadium. So, hey. Um, Matty, you were saying you had an idea around a fourth origin game this year. Well, I mentioned to people before, and by the way, Rudd, that's, that, that is really, really good. That, that's a great reward, you know, reward is right. Well, it's the right thing given the sacrifices that people have made in New Zealand. They've been starved of rugby league over there. So that, that, yep. that's a great decision. But I, I said to people before, like, this year would have been a World Cup year. I would have... I would have put a fourth origin game on at the end of the season a week before the World Cup and had it at Old Trafford or Wembley. Wow. And uh, spoke to a guy over there, Simon Moran, who owns Warrington. I asked him, how long would it take, do you think, to slay a state of origin in the north? And he said, mate, you know, 15 minutes. Wow. Uh, it'd be huge. And uh, what yep. you do, you you just get, mate, state of origin, winner take all. You take over two sides. Uh, the winning 
the winning side 50, 50 grand each to the players, the losing side nothing, which would raise the stakes. And from there, you pick an Australian side out of it and away you go. It'd just be huge. It'd be, it'd be enormous for the game. We always talk, we have this obsession about America. And it's never going to happen, in my opinion. Like the Americans aren't suddenly going to go, wow, okay, we're going to, you know, this is going to be, you know, we're going to take a huge interest in, in this sport. In my opinion, we're throwing money away. Is that there's areas, uh, specifically in the north of England, which need our help. Yes. And I think taking a state of origin game there would be enormous for it. It's like when the Wallabies have games in uh, Hong Kong. Um, they've had games in America as well. Just it's it's an add-on, um, especially uh, from a revenue point of view as well. Hey, boys, um, lots of people texting in. Question for the GOAT. Would you rather see the referees use contextual refereeing? By that, I mean if a team is under the pump, blow the penalty rather than the six again. That was from Aaron. Your thoughts? Just flick the six again. Flick it, it, yeah. Less confusing. He's, he's out altogether for just, that. Just get rid of it. Contextual. <laughs> Matty, how about you with a contextual referee? How would you go with that? I have no idea what that means, contextual. And uh, no, I don't. That that certainly isn't a word that we use around these mean streets of Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> we like to we like to use, lay, use layman's terms, uh, mm. or sorry, simple terms. Yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, he, here's another one. The saviour said, uh, "Great show. Couldn't the captain be given say ten seconds?" To decide whether he wants a penalty or six again, no. I think. No, no, uh, no. Just there's, we're making up even more rules now. <laughs> That's exactly. That's just, right. Let's just. Yeah. Our game is a very simple game, like Matty just said with his mob at Collaroy. <laughs> Bossy, yeah. very, very down to earth, simple people. Um, just make it more simple. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, hey boys, we've got to go. That, let's bring in a ten fifty. <laughs> what about a 50 10? What about, what about. I sometimes think about oh, the poor mate. referees that oh, go, oh. they must go, oh, Jesus, uh, another rule. Hey, boys, yeah. we've, got to, we've got to go. Thank you for this morning. Good to talk some footy. Good on you, boys. Good on you, lads. Bye bye. Uh, Matty Johns and Cam Smith there, always very entertaining. A break and back to wrap things up. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91.